When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Chris Verrosen. I'm joined by Joyce Singh. Joyce, it is almost midnight here on the East Coast. We just watched the Emmy Awards. What a time. That's it. That's it. And that's it. We'll see you next year. Well, you know, uh, it's almost midnight, which means um, it'll be Tuesday, September 13th. And that's Jean Smart's birthday. Oh, wow. And an Emmy winner, Jean Smart. And uh, uh, yeah, she's now a two-time Emmy winner for Hacks. So One of uh, the many mo- repeat Emmy winners, Joyce, which ended up being a theme for this year, I feel like. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where did we begin? I don't know. <laughs> well, we can begin with the show, I guess. If you're just watching this and you don't know what the Emmys are, let me explain it to you like Oprah Winfrey did. They're in a television awards, Joyce, that they give out to honor oh, the really? best. Yes. And uh, they honor the best of TV. It's a great moment. Television's biggest night is what they call it. So big that NBC decided to air football on Sunday night and move the Emmys to Monday night, it seems. I, I, I hear they've done that before. Yes, they have. Yeah. That's how big of a night it is for television. Uh, no. So uh, yeah, the show was, here it was, uh, Succession wins best drama. Uh, Ted Lasso wins best comedy series. White Lotus wins best limited series. Uh, those were the three favorites. I feel like when we were doing nominations and the nominations were announced, and then I convinced myself that Ted Lasso would not win. And I was wrong. And I think, uh, we all, a lot of us had this wrong choice. You and I both went uh, 16 for 25 in our predictions. Incredible. Go Way to go. Um, and uh, we both missed comedy series. I think, did you have Abbott also, or did you switch to Hacks? No, I, I had, I, I haven't had Hacks in like a month. Okay, okay. No, I, I had, I had Ted for like a, like one week. Right. And then after Creative Arts, I switched to Abbott. So go me. Yet so again. that was like, those are the top line. And then all the acting winners we'll talk about too. A lot of the repeat winners were like, you know, we're in categories where you think, oh, there was a chance for an upset. So like drama actress, Sendaya ended up winning, I think, deservedly for Euphoria, but there was a big push, I think, for Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, and it felt like she was going to win, and she had the momentum, and you almost got the sense maybe she thought she was going to win when you watched the show, or like, you know, uh, Jason winning Best Actor in a Comedy Series over Bill Hader, over Steve Martin and Martin Short, even Jason Sudeikis said he was surprised. I didn't actually think that was like faux humble. I think he actually thought he was probably not going to win, even though he won last year, but they ended up just repeating a lot of winners. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, like the Ted win, like we, we talked about this last week when we did our predictions, like I just swapped like Abbott and Ted. I, I kept Ted in second. Cause I felt like even though it didn't win anything in creative arts, 
it's still the most nominated show. Of, it has 20 nominations and it's the reigning champion and it has the most visibility. Like they clearly still like the show. It just increased in its acting nominations. So it's, it just proved tonight, like it's, it was as strong above the line as Succession was. Yes, you know? I think it was absolutely uh, comparable to Succession in the strength and people still really love it. Even if season two aired a year ago, even if it's like was more polarizing as a season, I could see why Jason won beyond just like a name check because I think he actually was maybe better in season two than he was in season one. If he won for season one, then he should win for season two. I guess you could go with that logic. Uh, and Brett Goldstein again winning for season two when we felt he won for season one because of season two. Then he went for season two for season two. Uh, one directing, which was a, a, a big surprise, I would say, for us because we both had Bill Hader. The directing thing. So, yeah, I'll get to the Barry situation in a second, my beloved Barry. But, yeah, so like we, so last year, I predicted Hacks to win writing and directing over Ted. Ted did not win either category last year. And it had three directing nominations last year and two in writing last year. I don't think it was ever winning writing because um, Hacks went on to beat it at WGA. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that. And it didn't win again this year. Quinter Brunson won, you know. This year gets one nomination, writing and directing. So I, I did feel like Ted could win directing because it, it had the one nomination. I do feel like if it had one direct nomination last year, it would have won easily. Yeah. And so the thing was like, yeah, we've, we've been, I, I've been on like obviously the 710 North train this whole time for my guy. And with like Abbott seemingly coming on strong and it didn't, it didn't walk away with three big wins this year, you know, and it missed a directing nomination. So it did kind of feel like it, like that could win series and something else could win directing. Um, because the other thing is, if directing doesn't go to the series winner, it usually goes to the series runner-up, which last year was clearly hacks. Right. So, like, that was the case where I felt like Bill Hader could still win directing. But no, it's just Ted for both, because it it was the frontrunner yet again. It just obviously, again, proved last year it would have won if it had one nomination. So I Was there, a, so we'll talk about the show. The show was not great i would say uh it wasn't like a total disaster it wasn't like oscars uh 2022 but it was not great i, I was it was like almost instantly forgettable we were talking about this before we started recording like what even happened on the show it, there were so few memorable moments i like truly have no idea and i have no desire to rewatch any of it it felt like a weird mix of like failed bits uh hack comedy and commercials in the show like integrated marketing so there's a Kia ad. Oh, yeah, there was an interminable Kia ad. Um, and just like ads for NBC shows, the uh, the Jake, we were talking, the Jake Lacey uh, Peacock show that's coming. Uh, they ran an ad for that. They, uh, they forced him to yeah. read a script for that. It just was, it, it just felt like a lot of that. And then like so much wasted time that they ended up like needing for the speeches because then all the big awards they pushed to the end of the show and they're mostly just rushing off the winners. So like, everyone had limited time by the end of the show. I mean, like I, that always happens when like they're trying to wrap it up by 11. Um, but the, they, the way they were, it was just like poorly paced because it wasn't like the show was running long on its own because everyone's speech was long. It was because they had these nonsense montages. Like, 
for no reason. Like, why do we need that drama montage, that comedy montage? It was so strange. That medical was... drama montage, just just of the good doctor in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so basically the montages were, here are shows that are popular that we didn't think to nominate. So it was like I Yellowstone. Mean, for limited series. <laughs> because nobody cares about limited series, I don't think. And seemingly the Emmys didn't really care about it either because they just watched White Lotus and just told it, just like, it, it makes it, But like, be consistent. If you're going to do it for two genres do it for all <laughs> but i just kept watching and i was like what is uh who is the audience like who do they think the audience is watching like we talk about this with the oscars i feel like it's even more so with the emmys which is a limited audience compared to the oscars who is watching this show who are they programming it to and i was like i don't need to see a montage of shows that i watch i already watched those shows i'm already watching the emmys like what who is this and for if anything <laughs> just play that montage in the beginning you know like to, to kick it off before like Keenan comes on, you know? I will say Keenan Thompson was, I thought a pretty solid host. I'd give him like a B for what the material he had. When he was able to be funny, he was funny. But they opened the show with this song and dance routine that was so bad. And I was like, if anybody other than Keenan was hosting, this would be absolutely calamitous. That and Twitter would have like shut off because people were so upset like about it. Charity. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like I was waiting for it to be a goof. And then it wasn't a goof. They were literally doing like interpretive dance to the Friends theme. But then it went the on Game for so theme. long. And you and know what it reminded me of? This is totally inside baseball because very few people can um, relate to this. But um, at, at TCA in the ballroom, like in between panels on CBS Day, they play CBS theme songs in the ballroom nonstop. It's like NCIS, Survivor, Amazing Race, Criminal Minds, just like on a loop. That's what it reminded me of. Like they were just playing these theme songs. It was it was so no, bad. <laughs> and like we I, we said this in the in the live show choice. There was a live show with these that you could probably watch. If you I want. don't know why people would watch us twice, but sure. Uh, they ended up like that wasting so much time. The first award is Michael Keaton, who went way over on his speech, but like God bless Michael <laughs> Keaton, let him do whatever he wants, I guess. And then after that, it was just everybody just gets cut off, and they were so behind. It felt like, and between that and like the force banter the ads for kia the announcer sam J. I thought was like is very funny but not, not like needed necessarily yeah that was not great bob yeah definitely not great bob jiff moment uh just so much of it was weird the the setup i thought was strange so this year the emmys decided they wanted to be the critics choice awards so they just set up tables seemingly I mean, they had tables last year, but it was more limited last year because it was still, they were still worried about COVID last year. Right, now no one cares about, about COVID, COVID except Bill Hader. He yeah, was Bill Hader, given an Emmy for wearing a mask. And then um, like nobody else cared about it or even mentioned it. I don't even, was it even mentioned once on the broadcast? I mean, last year Seth Rogen um, got up Lauren there and was like, why are we doing this? Lauren referenced Oh, he referenced COVID. Yeah. He was like, we had this thing in New York that maybe you heard of. And everybody was like, ha ha, Lauren, we don't have COVID out here. Um, But yeah, there were... <laughs> There were too many tables this time. Too much birthday, too much tables. Too many tables and too many ways to, like, it took, a, like, one of the things I was like, this is just, again, like, I'm not, a, Joyce, I don't know if you know this, I do not produce television, nor do I direct television. So I'm not an expert wow. in the field. That's breaking news to me. But I have watched television. And I would say one of the things I think I thought was rough about the way this Emmys was structured is because they only had, like, 30 seconds to do speeches, basically, the clock started almost immediately when they were announced. And by the time people made it through the very narrow causeways of the, the tables and like got up there, they were already done. I mean, like Jason Sudeikis, when they got up there for Ted Lasso, there was like 40 people up on stage and he's like, oh, we're wrapping up. Like they were already like in the countdown mode. And I was like, I don't necessarily need to hear 
Jason Sudeikis thank people for Ted Lasso season two. But I was like, you really had no time to do anything. It was just very no, weird. And I, I was thinking, I was like comparing it to last year because last year's show was way better produced and its opening was better too. Like they, they had like the sing-along last year, which was a lot of fun, you know, yes. and it was also a tribute to this marquee. Um, and, and Cedric the Entertainer was also a good host last year too. I, I actually think Cedric was funnier than Keenan. I mean, I think he yeah, had he more was, he was a lot funnier. Um, to be funny, but. And, and yeah, like last year, I like, they let winners speak, including Scott Frank, as we recall. <laughs> I think Scott Frank just, what, hold on. Oh no, he's still going, Joyce. I'm sorry. He okay. had one more. He had one more person to thank. It's a, uh, you know, going on 51 weeks now. So, yeah. um, and and yeah, like it was just a lot better produced last year, and yeah, this year was just very like roughshod, and it and, like the opening number felt like they were just kind of delaying coming up with an opening. And they're just like kind of tossing out ideas. And then I was like, oh shit, we have a week. And, and let's like, just do this. <laughs> even if like, if you, we've, we've done a lot of, Joyce, we've done a lot of rewatching old Oscars and the Billy bit of singing the songs to like the Oscar songs. He did start that as a goof, like kind of like, uh, you know, we're not going to do like a tired montage or like a sing, like a song and dance number. And then he does the song and dance number. It's like, ah, uh-huh, Billy's in on the joke. And it's funny. This was just played completely straight. I felt like there was no, I was waiting for like a twist and there was no twist. No, yeah, they were just dancing. It's very uh, odd. These uh, theme songs. So yeah. And so, then like, I don't, were there well, any other bits? Oh, I mean, I love the, the, the Keenan and Kel reunion. Great. So I thought that whole section was real. So like, it's interesting. Like I actually enjoyed so I think Keenan was funny when he got to do his monologue about like 45 minutes into the show, just what you want come back the host after a couple of words, let the host do his monologue to kill the momentum of giving out awards. Great, great production there. Uh, but his monologue was really funny. He got a bunch of digs in on Netflix, which I'm sure Netflix absolutely loved. And one killer showtime joke. The great showtime joke uh, about yellow jackets. And does nobody, it was scary because nobody can watch it or nobody knows where it is. Uh, very funny. Uh, good stuff there. And then I love that. So then, that bit with uh, Kel, you mentioned, like from Keenan and Kel and Good Burger, they, uh, it proceeded by uh, a bit with Kumail Nanjiani where he was the bartender. And I thought that was actually quite amusing as well. Kumail I had great- it went on too long. Um, it, had, it went on too long, but I got to say him breaking the bottles, good, co- good prop work, really good prop work. Very funny. And Sudeikis like, yeah, taking the dollar out. There. I was in on that. I was like, Kamal is funny. I mean, the funny thing is a lot of the people who were the best suited for like the banter or anything that was like required some bit of levity were all the comic people. So like we talked about like on the live show here, but uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez were absolutely hilarious. Definitely should host one of these award shows, but that bit was great. Uh, and I thought Keenan and Kamal and then Kel was a great bit. Uh, I thought Seth Meyers and Amy Poehler were really funny. BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling, really funny. Everyone else just deadly, <laughs> basically. They're, it's just, just let them, if, if they're going to do the thing where they read the nominees already and then bring out the presenter, just have them read the winner. Well, that was the other thing that was weird too, right? They could they they would do the nominees first and then have them come out and do They've done that before. They did that four years ago when um, Lauren produced it, um, when um, Michael Che and Colin Jost hosted, Mm -hmm. if you recall, they did that. And they did that to like streamline it. Um, I don't mind it, but it was just like, yeah, the the banter was just bad. 
in all like, 90% of the situations. And yeah, like I like the Mindy and BJ stuff. Amy that was really funny. Always go together. They're so, really funny. Yeah. Like he, when he hosted um, the last time it was on a Monday on NBC in 2014, he brought her up and they just read like jokes to intro uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. And Great. Yeah. Uh, so funny. I- I'm a big Seth fan and I love him and Amy together. I mean, he I- should have won a variety talk as we know. So. Obviously. Uh, a contentious moment was uh, Jimmy Kimmel Joyce uh, laying down. I didn't care. Whatever. It's fine. And uh, Quinta Brunson won, and people were very offended that Quinta Brunson had to like give her lovely expect- acceptance speech for writing uh, while Jimmy Kimmel was doing a bit. I think they're actually seemingly friendly in real they life. They are, or... and she's been on Kimmel at least once. Right. And like, they're it's fine. Like I will say, really dumb things. I will say, as it was happening, I was like this is going to make people mad and they should have yeah. actually thought of this beforehand because I think the optics are pretty poor. And I was like, Jimmy Kimmel usually seemingly is a little smarter, uh, you know, more aware of those things. Cause I think he is hyper aware of like what the discourse is going to do, but maybe he just didn't care. And it is, it was a funny bit because before Quinta won, I thought Will Arnett was like really funny. He was very uh, amusingly selling that bit, but that was a, that was a viral moment, but maybe not the viral way you want. It reminds me of the Oscar moment with um, the seat yes. filler situation. Yes, exactly. And people the same. like not understanding what's happening. Yeah, exactly the same. That was when Amy Schumer made fun of uh, Kirsten Dunst as a seat filler, so she could. So Quinta will just uh, clarify everything on her Instagram stories now. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I, if it's possible, she could have also. I mean, who knows? We'll see. That we're recording this in well after after midnight, so we'll see what the what the daylight brings for all of these people. Um, but we so that was like one that was a that was a maybe a, a jeers moment but if we want to do a cheers moment uh joyce to to think of like tv guide remember tv guide tears and cheers and jeers was that a thing um yeah in the print yeah remember print magazines uh yeah sure when it used to be like yay big it's like really small it was good I, I do have a fun tv guide story i don't Tell know me. if you want to waste time on that right now so we can go ahead and let's do it no people are just going to skip this part i'll timestamp it you can skip this okay okay go ahead we'll, we'll um, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this good story so i so like uh, my uh, my college essay was about friends the tv show uh to which keenan did interpretive dance tonight yes and my AP, unforgettable yeah my ap lit teacher you know edited and everything so that was like obviously in the fall of the school year and then way later like towards the end of school year in like june basically i was like handing in um a book and then she was like did you watch it i oh, know this was may so yeah like so she was like did you watch it i was like oh my god was i supposed to watch something last night <laughs> i like i had no idea what she was talking about and she was like my hair gets like that too in humidity. And then I realized she was talking about friends because the finale was the night before and it was one in Barbados when Monica's hair gets super frizzy because of the humidity. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, it was really funny, huh? And then a couple of weeks later, she gives me like one of her TV guides that like she got like her subscription. It had like her dress on it with like the label and everything with friends on the cover. <laughs> wow. So I, I think that's probably still like my parents' house, but it was like the, like the little one. So yeah. That's awesome. But it's an like, artifact now. So yeah, TV guide. Love it. So a, a cheer choice would have been a, a Cheryl Lee Ralph winning. Yes. Uh, we had talked, that was a pretty competitive category. We, we could talk about, we'll talk about the winners as we go through here, but uh, her speech, I think was a, a, not just a great win, but a great show moment. Certainly I think the one of the most, in, in next year, we're talking about the Emmys, 
will remember that more than a lot of these winners I would argue probably but uh that that's definitely up there in like top 10 like all-time speeches so that was a really competitive category like we had talked about I think you could make you could have made a strong case for four different people to win including Cheryl Lee Ralph and we talked about this and I think I I definitely felt she would vote split with Janelle James and that neither one of them would win and she, she beat her <laughs> and she beat her and it seemed like did you feel this like I just felt like watching I was like oh of course she won like it felt really obvious in hindsight that she won like looking at it the category looking at her stature in the industry she is incredibly beloved on the red carpet I felt like I I watched her I think her and Laverne Cox in an interview like in the pre-show that I was like oh people just love Cheryl Lee Ralph she I think she got a a star recently on the Walk of Fame right was that or something or she did like some kind of ceremony I saw that was going viral I'm like everybody loves her. Like, of course she's going to win. And she seemingly knows a lot of people and has worked with almost everybody because she's been an actor for decades. So I felt like a real obvious, like in hindsight, of course she won compared to like Hannah Waddingham who won last year and maybe had more competition this year from her own show in Juno Temple and Sarah Niles. And then Janelle James, who is absolutely hilarious, stone cold, funny on uh, Abbott, but is a relative newcomer and Hannah Einbinder, who I don't think will ever win an Emmy for playing Ava on Hacks, even though she's awesome. So I was like, of course, Shirley Ralph won, but I think I had her in fourth place. So not not what you want, uh, but that was a great moment. Her speech was amazing, I thought. Yeah, that was, I mean, they should have just ended the show right there. <laughs> they really could have. Honestly, like, I think- you Everything after that was like super deflating. Nothing like, I felt bad for Brett having to follow her with his speech. Um, but yeah, no, she, I, I said this on the live show, like I was talking to my friends over the weekend, like about the Emmys, only like, they don't care about this stuff at all. And I asked them, like, who would you vote for between Cheryl and Janelle? And they both said, uh, Cheryl, like they think Janelle is like really funny, but they just love Barbara. And like, she's like, Cheryl's also hilarious on the show. She's so and, very funny. Yeah. And um and yeah like like you said like combined with like her stature and this is her first emmy nomination right um and her speech is really actually legitimately good i mean like better than all the i would say like that speech was easily the best i can't even think of another one that even came close to being as good like of these winners um lizzo's maybe lizzo's was good i mean the other interesting thing was like what they like whose speeches they allowed to go long and who's they try to cut off like Jennifer Coolidge's so Jennifer Coolidge was the one where I was like I kind of felt like they were letting the people go long who people online like so like uh Shirley Ralph was like and they weren't going to cut her off Lizzo obviously is like a big online fan base and day I felt like it didn't even Zenia didn't even go over the top or anything with her speech but they just let her go and like she gave a really nice speech uh but like yeah, like Jennifer Coolidge, I felt like they would have just not cut her off. Like they cut off like Matthew McFadden. I'm like, that's fine. I'm Matthew sure people- McFadden got like five seconds. Right. And and Jason, I feel like, and like Brett Goldstein, I don't think they cut off really. Um, no, he just started cursing again. Quinta Brunson, I don't think they cut off her her writing. But Jennifer is popular online. That was, that was the one that really made me like scratch my head because I was like, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, how do they play her off? But she did a great job like dancing. I thought that was like, she made a moment out of it, but like- yeah, Definitely it's weird. always hard because like sometimes like they when when the winner tries to fight the music, then they keep talking like Scott Frank or even like Stephen Colbert last year, like he just kept going. Right. And like they'll they'll just it, it's like they have an underscore while they speak. 
but it seemed like in this case they were just like super persistent with Jen and then it was just like you you got a fold and she did (laughs) uh yeah that was that was strange I thought I don't know um and then like yeah that I think that ended up hurting a lot of the speeches not that the later speeches like I said were like going to be that compelling I think people like Jason Sudeikis I thought was everyone was fine like but they just didn't really feel like they had a lot of time I feel like we should just cover limited right now because it's like all all and uh, like no surprises at all (laughs) no surprises I ended up going I think I got everyone right but I had Lily James in and Amanda Seyfried I I went down with the ship for Pam and Tommy uh but Amanda Seyfried won and you know what deserved winner she was great on the show I just thought that the the transformation aspect of Lily James would have made it uh you know get her in but they just completely went shocked. White Lotus ended up with 10 Emmys, which we had talked about. It was what it was going to win after creative arts Emmys. Not a surprise and at all. won all five. Won all five. Uh, Mike White, I thought was great. And I loved, Mike White is a really thoughtful, seemingly person. And I loved his speech when he was like, please basically like, please don't cancel me now that I'm popular. I just, that was great. Cause I was like, he, if you read a lot of his, if you read a lot of his interviews around White Lotus, that was like a big concern with him is like how, like why he was yeah, telling the story like all his stuff has, has always been underappreciated yes and, and like he's very much like he's very aware of online discourse and I think he's very aware of like the current climate of like everybody having a take and so like I love that he was just like don't don't destroy me and he will obviously I'm sure get canceled uh for White Lotus season two or whatever we'll see I could just see that happening <laughs> I, like, I love that he does he, have a target on his back like you said um uh mentioned Survivor in his second speech um, for writing, but I was very offended that he did not mention the Amazing Race because he was also on that twice. And so, I, I spoke to him because he was on the Amazing Race, like him and his dad Mel, they raised to twice. I have to say, when he was talking about Survivor, I was like, no, doesn't he mean Amazing Race? Because I so equate no, he was him on to both. Amazing Race. I know he was on both, but I was like, I really think of Amazing Race first. But uh, no, though, I thought those wins were fine. Uh, Murray Barlett won. Uh, they, they were very expected, and it's very anticlimactic, I guess, because we were expecting these wins last year during the Emmys. Like Jennifer Coolidge, as we recall, got like a standing yeah, ovation we last just, year. We were just waiting to see if anyone can take them down and no one, no one came along. Not even close. So, uh, so, so yeah. that was, so that's limited series. Congratulations uh, for the variety and talk. Uh, we talked about this briefly, but everything chalk won except for Lizzo beating RuPaul, but John Oliver and SNL. Yeah. And like we mentioned this on the live show, like it's interesting. Like it felt like Lizzo, um, from like your creative arts wins, like Lizzo and Black Lady Sketchup both picked up wins. Yes. Um, over Drag Race and SNL, respectively. So it felt like they were upset potential for both of them. And I think a lot of people were predicting um, Black Lady Sketchup over SNL and not uh, Lizzo over Drag Race. Although I, I think I saw some people predicting um, Lizzo, but yeah, it's interesting how like one happened, but the other didn't. Like they still went with that. I was actually, I, I honestly can't figure it out because like we said, they, in every ass, in every race as you're almost invariably, they went with the, the chalk pick. They could have gone with a new thing or something different. And they were just like, actually, we'll just do Ted Lasso again or Jason again or Gene again or Succession again or whatever it is. And that one category, when RuPaul has won four in a row, I believe, right? Is that right? Or is it five in a row? Four in a row going in? The show won four in a row, yeah. Uh, And then doesn't win. (laughs) I was just like, I don't understand. I mean, I would say maybe that was, I mean, Lizzo is incredibly popular. I would say that probably had a lot to do with it. Uh, And Amazon having that show probably helped the visibility of it as well. 
those were my two takeaways, I guess. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it's, it's a great win and it's exciting to get a new winner in that category too. Cause there's not a lot of variety in that category either no. one, three times. Um, and yeah, the voice and drag race won four times and top shop has won once. And, and Lizzo's speech was great. And that was another situation where the set, the stage was weird because uh, she was trying to get her big girls down, but they were like in the, I don't even know where, in like a, another wing of the stage, they couldn't even come down. So it was just like a lot they of her were, yelling. They were like in the rafters. <laughs> uh, so she's now two away from an EGOT choice. She needs an Oscar and a Tony. But so you know her- who needs one to EGOT? It's who? Eminem. Obviously. We didn't yeah, even yeah. talk about this last week. No. Yeah. Get Eminem a musical of Eight Mile. That's it. That's eight such eight an easy, musical. That's that's such an easy win. Yeah, that's such an easy win. This. How has nobody done this yet? Mount that. Uh, somebody I, listening. This, this is like my next goal in life. So <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about the two wins I really wanted this year. That and uh, Chippendale. Yes. Rescue, uh, Rescue Rangers winning. So That was yeah. great. Uh, very good. Very, that's very nice wins. Uh, <laughs> they know, I, I found that interesting that after all the, I know they air the Creative Arts Emmys like separately on FX or whatever, but like I found it weird that they didn't even mention any of those, like even like as like a hat tip at all during well, this Well, they used to bring out the the guest, the guest winners present because if you recall cherry yes. jones presented writing to jesse yes. armstrong in 2019 so, while she was nan pierce on succession <laughs> yeah not this year no uh so that was uh so we did limited series of variety congratulations to those winners uh great if snl wasn't going to lose this year i don't think it's ever going to lose i think it'll just continue on if they do two more seasons or whatever it is once lauren is gone they'll just like let it start losing maybe if it continues on it, it was just crazy because it, they clearly did not like the season at all it was a completely unmemorable season. Yeah, and like it still won the award, the, the big one. So right. yeah. But. Uh so that was limited. Do you want to do comedy or drama next? Um, we could do comedy because we've already been talking about it. So so uh the winners were for Jason Vegas for actor. Uh again, I feel like was he I don't know if he was the favorite going in. I think, I think maybe it was uh, no Bill Bill was in first in the odds, and Jason was second. So Bill was in first this is the first time they had gone against each other bill had won twice previously jason won previously i felt like they were going to split the vote somehow and then like either martin short or steve martin would win i saw a lot of people actually picking martin short which i thought would have made you happy uh, as a martin short supporter it did i mean that did not surprise me at all because uh, as steve like, martin said though on the show he's you know it's good because martin marty can get jobs on tv joyce not in movies just like uh angel lansbury right yes, yes. yeah yeah uh so Jason wins. I, I, I just was like, I, I kind of got the sense that the Barry was, they were not as into Barry for this season. Like, I mean, which we knew, but they really like, weren't. You know, Barry is never winning a comedy series. We know that, right? Right. Yeah. It won three at Creative Arts, including editing, which is a big one, you know? So yeah, this, I, I felt like this was less a reflection of their um, love for Bill Hader's performance because he's won twice so like they clearly like the performance you know and Henry Winkler's won as well um, but more a reflection of how much they're in the tank still for Ted Lasso I think I think that's part of it I do think the four guys actually it I, I they never released the votes obviously but I would not be surprised if you saw this it would have been like you know very very close between those four i mean it like, was always like those four and then it's like who's gonna be the other two right but i feel like those four like if you're gonna pick the if you're showing like winner results it would be like jason Sudeikis with like 26 percent. i'm not I'm, I'm gonna try to do math here joyce on the fly so you know this is gonna go great 26 percent for like jason Sudeikis, like 24 percent for like bill Hader, like you know 17 percent for steve martin 
and then you know 16 for martin short and then the rest for the other guys i don't know how much that equals but you know you get the idea but i think it'll be really close yeah i think that that was just kind of like they're they're still in love with ted so we'll go with jason like he's he was the reigning champion um it's also hilarious because you know uh, as we discussed last week so many people were like it's a shame that voting is closed for jason with what was what's been going on in the news has there been stuff in the news about jason and, and his, um and you might have model? missed it in the mountains no oh so, yeah. Huh. yeah yeah they're um you know I, I was shocked he was not served on stage tonight so let's just i saw that. you know one of the sites uh, made a joke about that i think huffpost had that in their headline uh, so, but you know he was served with an emmy instead another one i guess i could see next year him winning again for season three and then whatever i mean he definitely would be the favorite i feel like going into this next year's emmys depending on the category but if he was able to win for this year with i think a really strong bill Hader and the only murders guys ascendant and especially with season two airing during voting uh then i think if to Ted Lasso comes back next winter or whenever it comes back for season three, it'll be fresher in voters' minds and actually continue his win. I, I don't think, I think he would just, I'd, I'd feel more confident picking him next year than I would this year even. Yeah, like we don't know when it's coming back. So we don't know if it's going to be eligible for the winter awards because I think that would be interesting because like he's been amply rewarded too at the winter awards as well. I think he, I, I, I get the sense it's not going to come back until like next year. Yeah, I mean, me too. Like, so, I don't think it's like a fall thing. So if it's not in the winter awards, then who would be up in the winter awards? Like Bill Hader versus Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. And then Jeremy Allen White, maybe, if the bear like is a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah. Which it, I think it should be. But we'll talk about that, I guess, at the end of this when we do like uh, next year's Emmys. Uh, so that was actor. Uh, actress Jean Smart won. Uh, that I felt like the most confident pick of the whole night. I did not think Quinta Brunson was going to win. So there were so many Quinta Brunson picks. Um, there were but i just didn't feel like that was gonna happen i yeah, know i i stuck with gene and it, it it didn't feel like even though i had like abbott and series i didn't feel like the show was ever as big as fleabag for her to pull a phoebe waller bridge right and like we've talked about the role is not a, a role that you would think of to win an emmy right because if you compare it to like amy poehler or like john krasinski or whatever you know it's like that kind of straight yeah, no it's all. it's like if if she were like i've i've said this in that if she were to win i i can see her just being a one-time winner for that performance kind of like tina fey for 30 rock right you know, like the auteur winning for elite performance right um like she's you know like she's totally fine on the show like but she's like Jean, like like you know the mostly the straight woman and i think i so um Spoiler alert, I watched the first two episodes of season two of Abbott mm. Elementary today. Wow. So, yeah. And it's, uh, uh, I don't, when's the embargo? What time is it? Oh, I mean, it's, it's tomorrow, but it's like, yeah, the embargo's tomorrow, but it's fine. We'll um, fine. No one's watching this anyway. It's fine. ABC, um, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there's there's a lot of uh, Eagles and Flyers stuff. I was not into, as you know, I can't mm. support Philly teams, but uh yeah like the 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 plot lines obviously revolve around her but it's it's more it's still a lot of like straight woman stuff mm -hmm. and you know like i i realized you know i laugh a lot more at like the other characters yeah she's funny because yeah. it, it, it's funny like, when they put her in the fort like, right yeah. right uh so anyway that was that and we talked about Charlie ralph that was a great win uh 
a totally deserving winner. I felt that really good. And Brett Goldstein, I think was a great winner too, but also like a default pick. Cause like we said, that category really didn't have a strong runner up contender in my mind. I guess Henry Winkler was it, but it didn't feel like yeah, anything just, that was going to happen. I had Brett this whole time. Remember when we were talking about like, if, if Ted was going to win something, it would just be Brett. It would just be this, but no, it wins four. <laughs> right. Well, we knew it wasn't going to go. It didn't feel like an over 20. It just felt like it would at least win Brett. Yeah. I, to me, the biggest one for comedy was at one directing. And I, I know we've talked about this a little, not just because Bill Hader was seemingly such an obvious winner there, but it just didn't feel like, I don't know. I, I could have made the case for, I, I had, I think I had, I think I had Ted in fourth maybe in my picks. Cause I thought even though only murderers had two, uh, I think the boy from six B is like a real remarkable achievement. And the hacks is the finale, I believe. Right. For there is it there will be was the finale or the premiere. I forget. It's, it's the premiere because Lucia right, the finale was the writing. Right. Um, but all of those I thought were going to be better than Ted. And it was actually fifth in our odds. Uh, Ted for no weddings and funeral. I mean, we, we've talked about this since last year, like there's nothing particularly um, like remarkable. about no. like, Not visually. It's better directed than like, uh you know Schitt's Creek which also won directing as I actually I also thought too that I think another I think the notable thing about No Weddings and Funeral is it is act, it's definitely like the best acted episode yeah it's, it's that like, helped MJ Malone uh, win yeah and it didn't get another it didn't get multiple nominations this time so that helped it obviously right. um MJ and, Delaney not Mulaney I said Mulaney yeah John so it, it was yeah like I I felt like if like you know, if it wasn't going to go to the series winner, which at the time I had Abbott, which wasn't nominated here, then I was like, oh, I'm free to like support Bill. <laughs> right. But like the runner up, run runner up in my mind was Ted. So like, you know. Makes Ted's sense. I mean, yeah. once Bill, once uh, Barry won editing, I know it's not like the same thing, but I was just like, it just felt like it wasn't directing. I just was surprised he didn't win. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's all different branches and it's right. like, you know, the directing branch, they just really default to the series front runner unless it's a triple vote split right. situation. Right. So that happened to Ted last year and it didn't have that situation this year. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, so Ted won four of its awards here. Yeah, and then, blank. yeah, so like if Abbott had won series, it would have been the first show since The Office to win without a directing nomination. Um, and the first show under this system to win uh, without one either. So like no show under this system has won without both directing and writing nominations. Right. So, so something to think about for next year, I guess. Or... I think next year it'll get into directing and a bunch of other stuff. I think Abbott will get like at least seven. Yeah, well, that was our other worry, right? Because like, I think we, we both were kind of not reluctant, but we were like wary of predicting Abbott for series, um, even though we obviously discussed it a lot over the summer, like post noms, because it clearly had no below the line support, like it, besides casting. It had no below the line support, but it had like a lot of affection, I think certainly. Yeah, and it was just kind of like trying to figure out like how much people were catching up on it since right. nominations. And like, like, I think they were, but- I I definitely think it was a close second. I mean, like, I do feel like it was the runner up again, based on the room doesn't matter, but like, clearly the room was very in a tank for yeah. Abbott. And so like, if those people in the room are voting for Emmys, they really love the show. Maybe not enough to afford over Ted Lasso though. So, uh, and then drama Joyce. I mean, we, we ate well tonight as a succession fan because uh, succession Fucking win. 
So that's it. Whole fucking beast. <laughs> Just the best. Uh, wins series, wins writing. Totally. I I was not surprised by either. Definitely not the writing, but uh, also the series. No, was, like, was well, it was by. like funny to hear people like doubting the series win. Yeah, I never got, we talked about this a lot. There was never a clear runner-up. Squid Game won six awards, I guess, and so did Euphoria. But the fact that they both won six awards to me shows that there was not a strong runner-up. No, and Euphoria Succession, also didn't have writing or directing. Even though Succession only won, I think, four awards, right? For the yeah, whole I won thing. four because it, it won casting. So yeah. those, but those shows, neither one of them had enough to like, I don't think there was a consensus around either to beat down a Succession. I assume Squid Game was like the runner-up. But I think Euphoria was pretty close to Squid Game. I honestly do. The way it was, way it responded below the line. Yeah, and like, and I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I think, because I only had Squid Game winning for Lee Jung Jae. And I was like, I think it's going to win two. I don't think, I like, I know some people had it sweeping all the acting or all three acting categories. I was like, I don't think it's doing that. Um, but then I was like, I can't decide if it's going to win directing or supporting an actress. And I picked the wrong one. I got I all of them wrong. Runner. <laughs> I, I absolutely I got every Squid Game win I had wrong because I picked Bob Odenkirk for Best Actor. My thinking was uh, we knew that I I think we all knew that like Jeremy and and Brian Cox were going to split the vote and not win. So then you're left with like Lee Jung Jae and I felt like Bob Odenkirk because the support for him as a human being and then the final season of Better Call Saul. Even though next season it could still he could still win for next season I or next year's Emmys obviously. Uh, but I don't think he will because I think people are going to forget about the show. I wouldn't even, I could see him not even getting nominated next year, honestly, because I think it's going to be so far out of sight, out this, of mind. This was its chance. This was his best chance to win. Um, and like Lee Jung Jae and Bob Odenkirk had not faced off in the winter. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe this will be it. But no, Lee Jung Jae won, which is an expected winner and like kind of obvious in the hindsight. And then for directing, I was like, oh, Squid Game, uh, Squid Game will finish second to uh, Severance and, and Ben Stiller. Nope. And then I put, uh, uh, you know, uh what's what's her the supporting actress um uh in, in there. yes and instead of julie garner and julie garner in second so yeah uh, i would have great gotten, job. i would have gotten two more right <laughs> if i just kept julia garner and switched to squid game in directing instead of supporting actress because mm-hmm. so, i had julia garner this whole time because mm. i went by my um like or i guess like my my ted logic was what i sort of applied to or I don't know what I'm saying, but like my, like Julia Garner logic was like that race was so, it it seemed like it could go so many different ways that I was like, they'll just give it to her again. I, I do think like that ended up being like a theme for all of this. All these, ra- I, like we talked about this when we did our final picks. You could make the case, like all of these races were like pretty close. And in the end, they just went with like the default pick, except for, I would say, Cheryl Lee Ralph and Matthew McFadden were like the two winners here where I was like, oh, they actually paid it's, attention it's kind to of- like fascinating how um we got those two inspired wins early right away and then it just got really boring at the end i was thrilled with those and then everything just was chalk matthew mcfadden we talked about this you and you mentioned this like way early just that it was like the type of performance that would win an emmy and nothing else yeah and i didn't even predict him so i can't believe you predict him my theory because like i have said that since last year yes i predicted him the whole time i never went back to kieran like no one else will give an award except no (laughs) but i was like it's interesting to me that they clearly for him to have won i think they have to be paying attention to the show yeah i mean we know they like the show we know and they're paying attention to it but at the same time then like 
I don't know, Julie Garner wins. I just feel like some of these are such chalk, but I'm like, they're paying such close attention to succession that Matthew McFadden wins over uh, Karen Culkin, who's a much yeah. flashier I mean, in, in this performer. Movie, like, you know, like love him, but Nick was not winning. <laughs> so. no. Nice suit um, though. Tonight. oh my god so so many white suits tonight yeah what was that i guess is it like are we like a lot of white suits and a lot of sculpted hair fighting fighting against the man by doing white after labor day is that a thing now um but but yeah like this was a case of i felt like matthew and kieran were both like too far ahead like sort of like jeremy and brian two years ago that it like one of them was just gonna win yeah um and yeah, like the others, I don't know, like Squid Game also had like, you know, potential to split with, oh, so my other thing that I don't think I believe I've mentioned on here before, but um, they did not properly alphabetize the Squid Game. We've, ta- we've talked about this a lot, I think, in, in our slacks, but a lot of people have tough time with this. Yeah, um, so I, I mean, I first noticed this on the ballots. So the the Bachinkle actors were alphabetized correctly, but not the Squid Game actors. So I at the time I didn't know if that was just like a clerical thing with whoever um, submitted their you know forms for entry. But then they did the same thing with the nominations. And now when they were like when they were like tonight when they were reading all the nominees, I was like, no, Park Hae Soo goes after Matthew McFadden because Park is his last name, yes. not Hae Soo. Yes. So. Asian naming system mm-hmm. in Chinese and Korean culture. Last name first, and then your first name. That's right. And pro tip, Asian na- last names like mine, monosyllabic. Usually people's first names, it's, it's two syllables. So just remember that if you have trouble figuring it out. <laughs> so Park Hae Park is his last name. Hey, Sue's his first name. Right. Lee Jung Jae, Lee's his last name. Jung Jae's his first name. Right. So. Ho Young Young. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that like really bothered me that they fucked that up. They did um, not. Uh, yeah, it was it was rough. Do you think that's a Netflix thing? Maybe it's how they like put them in. But it's still like. Because like you said, Pachinko had just, it right. Like their their last names are Park and O. Right, right. Like Oh Young Soo should not be going after Christopher Walken. <laughs> no uh what but else there i don't yeah. even know we were on that category and then yeah julia garner um yeah i mean you know at least ray seahorn was nominated finally <laughs> yeah once she lost i was like i guess bob's probably not gonna win honestly um and then yeah zendaya um zendaya over uh melanie linsky it felt like an upset honestly even though zendaya was the favorite the entire time and was a reigning champ and had the best episode of any of these actors. Uh, but it did feel like an upset because I think the the campaign for Melanie Linsky was really strong. And I think... Uh, yeah, but I, I think like they... Like, I think she... I think she was always... I mean, I didn't have her, but I was just like not going to move from Melanie Linsky. I was like, I'll just get this wrong. Like, I don't care. I, I do um, think... It, it kind of solidified for me watching it when, like you said, I think either here or earlier, who knows, Joyce, we've been talking for so long. But uh, when Keenan was like, uh, making, when Keenan like dinged Yellow Jackets for being on Showtime, I was like, no one watches this show. Or, or Showtime does not have the reach, I don't think, as some of these other networks do, certainly, like HBO. Oh, and so uh, that helps. Yeah, and Zendaya is the first um, person to repeat in the lead categories under the system. Right. So It'll be yeah. interesting to see, so like, 
I mean, that's it. Do you want to, I mean, we can start talking about like, it'll be interesting to see like next year, like Yellow Jackets will be back. So like presumably Melanie Linsky will get nominated again without Zendaya there, without Laura Linney there. She'd have to be like an early favorite, I would say, to win for season two, sight unseen, just based on the competition. Yeah, because this category is emptying out because Zendaya will be ineligible. Right. Jody and Sandra are gone. Reese, they like morning show just started filming. So they won't be back. Um, yeah, I mean- maybe but i don't i mean they take a really long time to shoot so yeah it seems like i'm they guessing they, they won't be back i'm i'm i can see another uh fall premiere for it next year right right so, so it'll um, be like melanie linsky and a bunch of people we don't know yet basically um the crown right now the sultan right so she'll win not melanie linsky um yeah i yellow jackets um yeah it went oh for seven didn't win I, I felt like it's its best chance actually was for casting not for Melanie and it didn't win casting that was maybe a sign too that she was not going to win I yeah. took it as a sign I switched to euphoria after that because um, uh, for Melanie I mean for because yeah, it's because it's on showtime you know so yeah can't find it <laughs> uh otherwise everything I mean that like we said like uh Jesse Armstrong for writing uh Squid Game yeah, for directing three for three, he it's perfect so and and um unlike Matthew Weiner all of his wins are solo right so and that's it and then we're done that was the Emmy choice so uh congratulations to the winners I guess I don't know I got nothing else uh, I was very happy succession won and I guess surprised that Ted Lasso and even though I think in hindsight it was not a surprise so do you want to do look ahead quickly to next year so the crown that would be in there uh it was a big week for successions as just yes said. That was so hack and like so tortured. And then Brian was like, stop. <laughs> Brian was like, wrap it up, buddy. And Sarah Snook had this face of just like, she was just like frozen in in in, awe, in cringe. She was just like. Just incredible. It, it was just like a, a regular Roy family meeting. So it was Jeremy up there just looking so sullen. I can't believe he's not wearing brown. My God, what's coming to the world? He's been busy, Joyce. He was, he's all over our, uh, my favorite movie, Armageddon Time. I know you're get him an Oscar. Twice. Let's get Jeremy an Oscar nomination. I feel like that could happen. We'll talk about that he, later. He this couldn't week. do it for Chicago seven. So he's way better in this than Chicago seven. It's so much better. Uh, but he doesn't say ensorcelled in this, like he does in Chicago seven. So maybe that's like a demerit. So the crown will be back. The one show I felt like we, a couple of shows got like uh, the Jennifer Coolidge uh, Emmy 2021 uh, treatment, I guess. Uh, which were the bear, I feel like was the big one for Io Berry and uh, Jeremy Allen White. Still seemingly, is that a comedy or a drama? I, I thought it would be decided. I think it could probably do better in comedy, but, but maybe it actually I wouldn't think based on how Barry did. probably suffer the Barry fate in comedy. Right. You know what? It's not as dark as Barry, though, I don't think. Um. They're just they're different. Different because, kind like, of dark. Barry is more absurd. Like I think I I laugh out more at Barry than I do at the bear. I um, I I love the bear. I don't think I laughed at it once. <laughs> no, and, and it's like it has like I don't know. It's like it's like some of its funny moments. It's like oh, like we drug children, <laughs> like, right? Parties. Or uh, what's his like, face? Okay. Uh, my boy uh, Avon Moss Bacharach being like talking, calling out the 4chan Snyder bros in the in the pilot. That's fine. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's a good one, and then like we're moving on. Um, right. So, yeah, I I feel like they have not decided what to do there yet. Um, but I I think that would do really well regardless of 
or and well in terms of nominations regardless i think in whatever. whatever category it's in i think we'll get multiple nominations certainly. yeah because like people you know it was it was a breakout hit um for fx and the summer and you know we know people are watching it um the industry is watching it um i talked to one of the only murders editors and she said she was like catching up on the show because everyone was telling her to watch it so nice. So yeah. uh, you'll have that. We'll have Only Murders again, obviously. Ted Lasso, presumably. Atlanta, final season, maybe. Uh, or the just Cr- like Donald Glover. <laughs> right. Uh, the Crown. What else? The Crown. So, um, you know, after the events of last week, everyone was just like, Imelda's locked for every foreseeable award. Sure. I mean, why not? I don't, yeah. I guess we'll see how much, will it be a situation, I mean, we could have a repeat, I guess, of Olivia Coleman beating Emma Corrin, but I, I was like really psyched for uh, uh, Elizabeth Debicki as Princess Diana, and I feel like this new season, based on the timeline, will have to focus very strongly on on Princess Diana. It's interesting because The Crown does better um, with its even number seasons because it, it feels like they need it. They need like an extra. They need a year to get used to like the new cast or something. Right. You know, and, and season four also benefited from COVID because it had like no competition last year. Right. It's left. So, yeah, so this is season five. So I was always like, Imelda's going to win for season six because they like they, they win in the even years. I mean, they, that could be right. Maybe Melanie wins next year and they split the vote between Princess Diana. I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, the other show. Let's go back to back. Like it could be. True. Okay. The other show that got a big push, I felt like on the show was uh, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Yeah, so that was the other thing they did. Um, certain shows just just got like promo. 30 second promo in the sure. theater before the actors came out to present. Very strange. It reminded yeah. me of the screens. It reminded me of like in, at Comic-Con, you know, when they have like the big screens up, like that's what it looked like in the room. And they were playing them all on like this one thing on all the same TVs or whatever, basically. Uh, it just was like very again weird production uh, choices, but Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power seemingly would be a big contender next year, and House of the Dragon while we're while we're doing dragon stuff. Is there dragons in Rings of Power? I'm assuming there is. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, uh, there's rings, I guess. There's Rings of Power. Yeah, true. Um, I think like they'll both obviously clean up the text. Right. Right. Um, I guess it's like. I mean, I, at this point, I'll say like both will get into series, but I don't think right now like either of them will win. I mean, if it's going to be like The Crown, the two uh, Lord of the Rings and, and House of the Dragon, and then like, you know, whatever, Severance season two and Yellow Jacket season two, I don't think, I think Crown would probably win. I mean, Severance is starting shooting in the fall, so. I don't know if that'll. I thought it. they were shooting it already. It seems like no, they haven't started yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Succession is shooting, so Succession could also be back in time. Right. If Succession so. is back, that would be pretty uh, fun because then you have Succession, The Crown. Yeah. So Succession beat The Crown last time. Right. The Crown won in the absence of Succession. Right. And Succession just won again in the absence of The Crown. <laughs> so. Right. Um. Those are the big ones, I guess, coming back. I was thinking, so Succession has wins for Jeremy, Matthew. Of the main cast. Of the main cast. And then Jeremy for guest. So we still need Kieran to get an Emmy, Sarah to get an Emmy. As as we've discussed, we don't know if Sarah 
or Sarah, Sarah probably won't. But Brian, yeah. this is Brian's got to win the next one. That's my thing. Brian. Brian's got to win. Um, yeah, Brian and Roman can win, or Brian and Kieran can win. Right. Next year, I know, because like the other thing with Succession was like if Matthew hadn't won, it would have gone over fourteen with its record-breaking fourteen acting nomination. Incredible. <laughs> but that was uh, that was why I was like, I think it'll win supporting actor like i felt that was the safest category we we had that picked that was the one so i mean that's i guess anything else here i'm trying to look like what else would be up for next year um well better call saul it's final right it's episodes i think i'll get nominations but i it's um not gonna win any I don't think it would either because I feel like it just should have, if it was going to win any time, yeah, this, this was the year. This was their time to win yeah. something and they knew it because they acted like it. They campaigned their ass off. Right. Um, and, you know, the the final couple episodes aired, you know, overlapped with voting too. So um, I hope like, you know, Ray can get back in next year. I don't know. I don't know what, what their memory is like. because I think it's not going to be good, but then at the same time, they Ted Lasso just won four awards on Prime I know, Time. but like Ted won last year like it's right. I, it's like you know Better Call Saul is like a reliable nominee for them but they just like never give it the win so I don't know I, I can see just like Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston like getting into guests and like right <laughs> that would be it uh <laughs> that's it choice that's all we got I guess that was the Emmys what a time We'll be back maybe uh, sporadically here to talk about the Emmys, but we'll shift to the Oscars. Uh, well, there's here. there's winter TV awards. Sure. We've got to worry about those SAG awards and stuff. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Great I mean, choice like awards. The thing about the Emmys or, or the TV calendars is that, you know, the Emmys are separate from the winter stuff. Right. So you still have different winners and different face-offs. So it's still interesting on like Oscar season when everything is on the same calendar. It is tough because the whole Emmys is structured that way. So like with the Immemorium, Joyce, you were, we were talking about this, like Norm MacDonald was not in the Immemorium this year because he was in it last year because he died right before the Emmys last year. Yeah, so the, the Emmys, this year's Emmys was held a week earlier because it's normally the third Sunday yes. in September. Yes. Um, so last year's Emmys was on su- Sunday, September 19th and Norm MacDonald died on September 14th last right. year. So, so he, he was stuck him in. Yeah. He was. So um, this year, people were online with their fingers typing away, being like, what a sham. No Norm McDonald. You could just Google that. But he was in there. You know he what? Was in there go the go on the Wikipedia page, because they list everyone yeah. in the in memoriam every single year. Just why don't you check that first? Check when he died. Check last year's show. Very check easy. List. Google's Very great. Easy before you tweet. Joyce, yeah. uh, were you upset the queen didn't make it? Um, The queen like this like Helen Mirren style no no yeah well, R.I.P. to the queen I guess Joyce we'll do this again later this week I'm gonna oh, it's time for bed it's almost one o'clock now so great stuff talk to you later Bye. for all things Hollywood competition and award season head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.